Are you feeling frustrated with the job hunt? Are endless applications and a radio silence getting you down? You can now book me for $1 a minute for 30, 45, or 60 minutes. Don't need 45 minutes, don't pay for it. Want to do 30 minutes now and maybe 30 minutes later? Once you progress, let's do it. We can conduct a mock interview. I'll help you format great responses that make a difference. We can improve your resume and cover letter to help get you noticed. I'm here to consult with you. If you're in a unique situation and want input from someone that has seen it all and can help you succeed like I have so many others, it's super simple. Just go to jobinterviewexperience.com and click the $1 a minute coaching button at the very top of the page. Select the amount of time you want to meet and then you can look through my availability without having to pay. Check out my availability, pick a time, and pay $1 a minute for 100% of my attention. It's blocked into 30, 45, or 60 minutes, so we won't go over, you won't get charged any more than what you pay at checkout. Remember, the faster you invest in yourself, the faster you land that dream job. Go to jobinterviewexperience.com or follow the link in this episode's description. I'm excited to meet and help you take control of your career today. Welcome to the job interview experience. I'm a former executive recruiter, search firm owner, director of town acquisition, and today the founder of candidateclub.com and your host of the job interview experience. Joining us today is Damien Filiot here to discuss software developers, hiring, remote work, and how your knowledge of what Damien and Scalable Path do can impact and support your job search. Damien, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Matthew. Before we jump into a little further into our discussion, can you just tell us a little bit about, about yourself outside of work, how you like to spend your time? Well, right now I'm father of a one-month-old girl, and uh, so I'm spending a lot of my time changing diapers and cleaning bottles. But um, when that... When I get my head above water from that, I'll start mountain biking and hopefully get some snowboarding in this winter. Oh, sounds fun. And can you give us a brief snapshot of your career? What led you to Scalable Path today? I didn't really know what I wanted to do well into college. So I just um, chose a major that I enjoyed, and which was geography. And I learned a lot of interesting things, but when I got out into the workplace, um, that degree wasn't exactly taking me uh, where I wanted to go. I, I did uh, work a bit in the wine business, and then when the dot com, the first dot com boom happened, I ended up, you know, selling online advertising at a couple of tech companies in San Francisco, CNET and Evite and got exposed a little bit to the tech world there. And then when the dot-com bust happened around 2000, I went back and got a uh, computer science degree. Um, and from there, while I was studying, I started building some websites on the side. And when I graduated, I worked for a couple digital agencies in San Francisco. And while I was at the second one, I uh, got the chance to manage a team over in India for five months, which was an interesting experience. Um, you know, I, there were some challenges with that, both um, culturally and 
uh, time zone wise, I was up at 11 o'clock at night, every night, or not every night, but a lot trying to communicate with the team back in San Francisco. And when I came back, I started working with um, some developers in Argentina. And actually that worked really well, both from a cultural perspective and from a time zone perspective. And shortly after that, I started Scalable Path. And um, since then, we've grown uh, to, to have a pretty robust platform with over 25,000 developers uh, who've created profiles in there. And we've placed over 500 people with over 300 different companies um, over the past 12 years. Remote working, as we've seen, has quickly become the norm. What are some misconceptions about, say, hiring a remote developer and remote workers in general? Our first taste of remote work, I would go back a few decades to to what we would call outsourcing, where you would hire a company maybe in India to build a software project for you and and uh, hope that it went well. And oftentimes it didn't go well. And I think there's some baggage associated with that term outsourcing. So we don't really use it so much anymore. But a lot of we've learned a lot over the past few decades. We've uh, embraced, you know, more agile methodologies, you know, which is a whole other topic from the software world. But instead of treating, you know, your software project, sending it to an outside organization, we found that it's better to really be involved with your team and to have a daily scrum every day where your team gets together. And um, the companies that are doing remote really well these days, I think are the ones that have embraced that methodology where their team gets together every day and they use the right tools, whether that's, you know, Zoom for meetings and Slack for communication and a good project management tool where it doesn't matter whether you're a full-time direct employee in the office or whether you're a remote contractor, those labels don't really matter. What matters is you're all there every day collaborating and trying to do your best work and that as a company, you're providing a level playing field for all the team members. So the remote individuals don't feel like second-class citizens and everyone feels like they're part of a cohesive team. So um, I think there's a lot of people who've learned how to do it right. There's still some challenges, but um, come a long way in the past few decades. Can you give our listeners a more insight and a description of what Scalable Path does and what you set out to do when you started? First of all, there's sort of two questions there. I guess the first one is what we do. I would say that the this premium vetted software talent space is almost a, a reaction to what happened initially in the remote freelance world, um, which was when, you know, the first company started Odesk and Elance and they merged and they became Upwork and it was this huge uh, platform with so many possibilities. And, you know, as a client um, or a potential client looking for to hire a software developer, it was 
kind of a challenge, right? You had to know what you needed and how to communicate what you needed. And then if you did that, then you'd get a bunch of applicants and then you needed to sift through these applicants. And some might be $15 an hour and some might be $150 an hour. And one might be in Pakistan, another might be in Pennsylvania. And you're trying to decide as a as someone hiring, okay, who should I choose? Who knows what they're doing? Who's the right fit for me? And, you know, it might not work out in the end, you know, it was kind of a difficult experience. And so um, what Scalable Path does is takes some of that risk out for you, you pay a little bit more of a premium um, to work with with Scalable Path. But because you know that we're doing um, that job for you to really define what you're looking for and then go out and find qualified applicants and make sure they know what they're doing. And actually we guarantee that they um, are gonna perform that work and have the skills and will do it in a professional manner. You're, you're sort of de-risking your project um, and you can move more quickly. What might take a month or two to find the right person could take a week or two with us. So, I mean, when we started the company, when I started the company, I didn't have that grand vision. I think it was like four or five years in, um, I started seeing what other companies like TopTal were doing and pivoted a bit um, away from just focusing on building software projects for companies. And then that's when we really built the whole platform where people can create their their profiles and tell us all about their skills. And you know, I could go on and on about what our platform does. But yeah, we pivoted about four or five years into it um, to be more of a staff augmentation, you know, vetted freelance developer marketplace um, from being more of just a um, software development agency. When you and Scalable Path talk to job seekers, what what are some things that stand out to you when you're interviewing and, and working with these people that help you feel comfortable and, and to know that they'll be a great fit for your clients or for you to work with? Yeah. So of course, a big part of what we do is we vet them technically, you know, and I'm not going to go into what those tests are here, but, and that's what you think of, you know, when a lot of people are thinking about how am I going to find a great person for this software development role, they think, okay, who knows this technology the best? But, you know, I really don't think that, you know, especially if a company is hiring for, you know, a medium to long-term position. Yes. If you're just hiring, if you're a company hiring for a month or two long project, you need someone who knows your technology and is going to hit the ground running and just knock it out. But a lot of companies are hiring for much longer term. And and if that's the case, there there's time for someone to learn things that they they need to on the job. And when that when that's I'd say most positions out there are like that. And when that's the case, really I think this might be a little cliche, but the best skill you can have is the ability to learn and the ability to really be an autodidact, to to be able to teach yourself. Um, 
And that is, it's a hard thing to test for. Um, but you can see that in how someone talks about their experience or you can, that can come through in a, in a, in an interview. Um, another thing that's related to that, another soft skill, which I think is, uh, way up there in importance is just a really positive attitude showing eagerness, a willingness to, to learn new things or to be someone who is going to be a pleasure to work with, just having a positive attitude. For me, that goes a long, long way. It's not just about what skills you have. So I think that even in my world, which is very tech-focused and think, oh, I need a computer science degree or I need this many years of experience with these technologies, some of those soft skills that people wouldn't think about for programmers are even more important for me. If we imagine that there is someone tuning in right now that has the technical skills, you know, whether they be a software developer or maybe a software engineer or whatever you're looking for right now, if they're listening, they like what you're saying and it sounds like a company they'd want to connect with, what would you tell them about working for you? And, and I obviously you connect them with other companies, but... You, working for Scalable Path is certainly part of that experience. What do you want them to know about how you interact with your employees? Yeah. I mean, what I would say is we we really pride ourselves being very personal and human with uh, the people that we interact with, both clients and developers and designers and all different kinds of freelancers. I think a lot of the other companies in the space, and there are a lot, are trying to automate a bit too much perhaps they're trying to get out of spending time talking to people and we're all for automation but we don't want to do it if it if it is a detriment to the experience of the people we're working with so we actually will take the time to get to know you if you're interviewing for a position and we um, we support people with an education program, if things end, if you're if a project ends and you've done a great job, we will really endeavor to place you on another project. And also we'll sometimes we even, if someone's doing a great job and they have the right skill set, we can even put them on an internal project to, to uh, keep them occupied until another client project comes around. So we really, we try to treat people really well. And it's not like a very impersonal, just numbers game where that you'll find in a lot of other uh, of these freelance platforms. Along with that, what are some benefits to consider for freelance work versus staying in-house at one company? There's a huge shift that happens as a freelancer when, when you I remember the shift when I was going into an office. It might be different these days with so many people remote, right? But I I do remember that shift where I went from being a, a full-time employee and and then my actually when I started the company, I my first client was my existing company. And I just kind of changed my status and my relationship with them to be a contractor, a part-time contractor from a full-time employee. And that shift was just so liberating. And 
I really recommend it. I really recommend trying it if you if you have the chance because once you're able to own your own time and and make your decisions about what's important for you to work on in your career and just the freedom of being able to go anywhere you want at any time during the day having maybe if you if, when I went from a full-time employee to a to a freelancer I had this extra time to then invest in myself and invest in my own company that then paid dividends over you know the long haul so you're you kind of that shift where you're doing you're investing your time to build someone else's company well if you're if you're a freelancer and or you're building your own thing you're investing your time to build yourself and your your company or your brand or whatever it is you're doing and that's really liberating and rewarding what do you think the future of in-house versus freelance work will look like maybe 10 or 20 years from now I think more companies will be doing what I said before where there's just this sort of hybrid in-house and freelance people. I think there's a lot of things we're learning about remote work that are are being sorted out as we speak, like how much people are going to have to return to the office in some industries. I know in the tech industry in the software startup world here in Silicon Valley, I mean remote is the norm and i do believe that is the future if there's one one way to answer that question i think remote is going to continue happening and it's an it's a it's a trend that some people are are pushing back on but it's got so many things going for it that it i think it's going to just keep chipping away at other industries number one and the most important thing is people like it people like working from home they like having the flexibility to spend their time as they wish. They don't want to spend an hour in the car driving to work and driving home, spending all that money on gas, polluting the environment while they're doing it. Companies save money, but they don't have to. They get people are equally productive. The, the companies don't have to spend money on office space. If there's so many wins for and so many reasons to work remote that I think other industries are going to start seeing the light as we go remote you know there are challenges okay how do you know people are actually working and i think we're going to have to go from a world where managers could just see who came in when and left when and that was easy and a bit lazy and now it's really going to have to be about measuring output of employees um, or team members and then once you realize you've got to really measure output cuz that's what matters in a company how are you going to measure that and there's a good way to do that and a bad way to do that and a bad way is by taking screenshots of their computer and measuring their keyboard taps and their mouse movement <laughs> and a good way is to communicate what their high level goals are and what actually moves the needle in the right direction for the company and come up with metrics that the contractor or the employee understand and agree to and and measure their output on a you know monthly basis where you know you have a bad day no big deal but overall yes you need to be performing toward these metrics that are beneficial to the company so there's going to there's a lot being sorted out right now in the whole 
employee tracking and measurement performance management that, that's going to be interesting, I think. I'm so glad we got to talk about this. Like you said, this is changing while we speak. It, I believe it got fast-tracked because of COVID and it forced us to transform quickly and pivot what work looks like very quickly. And I'm excited what the future will look like. I think it's up to employees and employers to help define that and to push for what works best for both. Damien, if listeners want to get in touch with you and connect with Scalable Path, what's the best place for them to go to do that? They should just come to our website, scalablepath.com. So if you're a, a developer or a designer or a project manager, data scientist, sort of tech knowledge worker, come check us out. And if you'd like, create a profile and, and perhaps we can match you with a client. And likewise, if you're a, someone looking to hire um, these kind of people, you can let us know what you're looking for and, and we can do our best to help you as well. And what's interesting, you know, for those that have the right skill set, trying stuff like this out, you're not committing to five years or 10 years at the same company on the same project, anything like that. You just never know where the future will take you. And I like that aspect of the adventure. And whether you connect on a project you really like a lot or a project that you just learn a ton from, the idea of being able to create a profile and kind of stay in touch and choose where you want to go I think it's a lot of that's going to be what the future of work looks like and scalable path to me it sounds like they're they're allowing that but it's not doesn't sound like it's just one commitment to to do that you can kind of keep your ear to the ground and be in touch with your company until the right opportunity for you the worker comes yeah. around does that is that correct Damien Yeah we we basically if you create a profile and you tell us what skills you have we will invite you to uh, apply for jobs that match your skills. And so it's up to you whether you're interested and would like to apply. And if you do apply, sometimes it's a it's a shorter term commitment of position. So just like you said, that client might be say, hey, we need we have a two to three month project here and that's what this is. Or some of them might be looking for a longer term thing. I mean, we uh, we like to ask for, you know, nothing's guaranteed in life, but our intention, if you get a long-term position, would be to to go for a year, you know. But if we all know that things happen and um, things change, so you know, there's really no hard feelings if if people put in six months and then hey, some great opportunity or some change happened. Great, yeah. We don't want people though that that are like, yeah, I want this, and then they leave in a month. No one wants that. <laughs> if we understand, position. yeah. What we're talking about here, I believe, is going to be the future of a lot of work. And freelancing is going to become much more of a norm. And in the meantime, connecting with good companies will make your life better and help you transition to that. Not not for everybody, but I, I do see that as as we're working from home and getting set up to do that. Some of us will have long-time, full-time employers, and some of us will work on projects as needed. And the great thing there too is that moves away from the hard set 40-hour work week, which I think is antiquated in some ways. And here we are um, seeing some of that change. So Damien, thank you so much for joining us and giving us insight on this. For our closing thoughts, would you offer our listeners either some words of advice or encouragement as they are 
moving towards the next steps in their career? If you're looking to um, go in a direction in your career that um, is new, it's it's probably not too late. I I didn't really get my career going until I was in my early 30s. You know, in my my late 20s, I was living back at home with my parents and I had a bunch of credit card debt, and I was wondering where if I would ever really be able to buy a house or things like that. And you know, I went back to school and got a second bachelor's and got some work experience and took it from there. And I think that the same thing goes for other, other, you know, industries, but even within the software business, if one, one really cool thing is you might not even be someone who into software development or design, but things move so quickly that even if you've been a developer for 10 years, everything changes so quickly that you have to learn the new thing again and again. So if you aren't even a developer and you just make a choice that you know you're interested in this there's so many free resources on the internet or even affordable ways to learn on the internet you can go out and learn these new technologies and be better at it than someone who's been coding for 10 or 15 years and you can break into it so it is doable and it's doable even later in your career. Damien, thanks again for joining us. We're going to link to Scalable Path in this episode's description. I hope you'll come back and join us again, give us updates on how the industry and Scalable Path are evolving. And until then, I look forward to being in touch with you and I hope our listeners will do the same. Thanks so much, Matthew. Are you feeling frustrated with the job hunt? Are endless applications and radio silence getting you down? You can now book me for $1 a minute for 30, 45, or 60 minutes. Don't need 45 minutes. Don't pay for it. Want to do 30 minutes now and maybe 30 minutes later? Once you progress, let's do it. We can conduct a mock interview. I'll help you format great responses that make a difference. We can improve your resume and cover letter to help get you noticed. I'm here to consult with you if you're in a unique situation and want input from someone that has seen it all and can help you succeed like I have so many others. It's super simple. Just go to jobinterviewexperience.com and click the $1 a minute coaching button at the very top of the page. Select the amount of time you want to meet and then you can look through my availability without having to pay. Check out my availability, pick a time and pay $1 a minute for 100% of my attention. It's blocked into 30, 45, or 60 minutes, so we won't go over, you won't get charged any more than what you pay at checkout. Remember, the faster you invest in yourself, the faster you land that dream job. Go to jobinterviewexperience.com or follow the link in this episode's description. I'm excited to meet and help you take control of your career today.